Yo, this Blaze, your dad, homie. This is Shady Matt Rock. This be the one them called Tech Nine. Yo, what up? This is Shaq's Two Dope from Insane Cloud Posse. This is the genius, Chris Kellogg. What up? It's Demo Ski. This is Reese White Jesus. It's the Kid Mercury. This is Slain. Dragon Eyes Necros. Project Born. Mad Child. Your boy Jerry Bitted. Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. What is up and welcome to the underground. It is Ned catching up with Lee Carver, one third of the Alazul Alu. Sitting there in a dark room, it kind of looks like it right now. Lee, what's happening, man? Absolutely. I am sitting in the deepest, darkest chasm abyss known to humanity. <laughs> I don't even actually know where I'm at right now. It's devoid of space and time, but it's dark as fuck and super edgy. <laughs> it is, man. We need to Ned, say you, Ned, you need to say Allah Zul Elu one more time. Try it one more time. <laughs> Allah Zul Elu. There we go. You fucking nailed it that time, brother. Did I really make a mess of it? Did I? The first one was a little wishy-washy, but this one was pristine. <laughs> man, I'm embarrassed. Not a great way to kick things off, man. But no, tell it's us the that. best way. <laughs> tell us about Camp Zool 2, Lee. It's coming up this week and it's going to be massive. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. How happy are you guys to run it again for a second time? Well, we're running it back. It's the bloodiest sequel imaginable. Camp Zool motherfucking 2, June 3rd through the 5th, Southern Ohio. It's the convergence of all things dark and evil. And you just give that, just plug that directly into the veins of a horror slash music festival. And it just turns out to be the fucking utopia for all fuck ups and downtrodden freaks like us, the Zooligans. Oh man, I tell you what, I caught the Camp Zool 1 documentary that you guys have released. And I don't even know what I watched, Lee. It definitely looks like a, a time though. I was, I lived through it and I don't even know. It's all hurts. <laughs> it's abductions, it's uh, copious cigarette butts and uh, just uh, random uh, lacerations showing up on your body, musical acts, you know, all of that things, and sacrificial rites, you know, things like that. Yeah, just things that happen every other weekend type deal. The abductions were the one that sort of had me like just grabbing random people here and there. And I was like, wow. Like I said, man, it's all sorts of crazy and you've got it happening in an abandoned ghost town. Is that right? Absolutely. And 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 I want to just point out really quick, we lead the rap game in abductions, I think. <laughs> like in terms of abductions and abducting people and fans, I would like to say that we're probably at least in the continental United States, number one. Yeah, well, I'm not really sure if that's a thing to sort of boast about, Lee, but I guess, man, if it's there, man, you got it. You got it. bragging rights, I guess. Absolutely. It's all part of the fucking Zooligan experience. If I can't <laughs> toss you in a van, berate you, and burn your arm hairs off with a cigarette, well, I mean, what, what, are we really, are you really a fan? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. So, man, how did you find this uh, camp, Zool? Like, the, how did you find this ghost town? It's in Ohio somewhere, yeah? Absolutely. Southern Ohio, Williamsburg, Ohio, to be pinpoint accurate. It's actually really funny how it came about. A fellow Zooligan hit us up. I'm not going to throw his name out there because I don't I don't know if he wants to be that official official. But if you can look, you, you can do some fact checking and find it. But 
Azuligan hit us up when we when we were in the early infancy stages of trying to plot and plan this this thing. He hit us up and was like, yo, I think I found this prospective place. It's really, really, it's got a lot of potential. I think you guys will fuck with it. And we hit it up. And lo and behold, we found out that Matt and James, the owners of Terratown, they're just the absolute fucking coolest, craziest people. They're like us, but they blend in with society. Oh, nice. So yeah. are they converted Zooligans now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're parishioners of the church, no question. <laughs> oh, man, it does sound like it's going to be an absolute blast. And it looks like you can even top next year, uh, last year, sorry, at the moment. Can you tell us who's performing, Lee? You're doing a spoken word set there, Ned. Actually, it's 7.30 on Saturday. So you better start walking right now, swimming something. I, I, you're going to have to start now if you plan on making your set. Well, as you said, I can't even pronounce the band name, so I'm not too <laughs> sure how good I'm going to be able to do a spoken word set, but I'll give it a crack, Lee. But no, we have some of the underground's finest, <laughs> freshest, most exuberant faces. No, we really do have some heavy hitters. Oh, um, yeah. We have Buckshot's going to be there. We have Scum and IP's going to be there. Slasher Dave's going to be there. Blaze Your Dead Homie's going to be there. Motherfucking Dementia Duo known as Twisted is going to be there in a meet and greet facet. Maybe a little something more if you're in attendance Saturday night. Oh. Uh, we have, I mean, I'm going to rattle off name after name after name and I'm going to end up forgetting people. So I'm just going to stop right now. But if they fuck with us, and we fuck with them, most likely. They're playing this Camp Zool. And if they're not playing this Camp Zool, we're already locking them in for the next one. Awesome, man. So this is an annual event. It'll be happening again around the same time next year, yeah? Absolutely. No more winter Camp Zools. We had to prove ourselves, so we had to have it in fucking frigid Arctic temperatures. It didn't really look like it slowed anyone down again, sort of shooting back to that documentary though, Lee, like um, people walking through mud and all that sort of stuff. So well, you've got some very dedicated fans. The Zooligans are a very intrepid force of nature and they can't be stopped by conventional weaponry and they can't be stopped by some fucking frigid temps, so to speak. So we saw the resilience of our people, our core, the church, and you know, we don't have to do that shit again because it popped off and it went really well and we're gonna do it again every year in exotic climates yeah that's what's up right there man now let's just change things up for a second here lee i want to get to know you a little bit personally off the side of camzool how did you sort of discover your love of the sort of horror theme and horror themed music and sort of our underground style in general man i could write a small novella about that but to summarize it I think the easiest. I was like a latchkey kid, 80s kid, never had a dad, blah, blah, blah. Every fucking person yeah. my age's story. I'm not I'm not even getting into that. That I'm not looking for sympathy, Ned, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I spent a lot of time by myself, spent a lot of time, you know, mom was always working. And um, so I spent a lot of time by myself and I think uh, a collection of VHS tapes, the very first uh, movie, that really truly inspired me or titillated me so to speak about the morbid and macabre would have to be uh nightmare on elm street the very first oh. Nightmare on elm street my mom let me watch that just unchecked unadulterated i think i watched <laughs> it 30 times whoa 
And I think that kind of sparked it. I've always been like an anti-hero kind of guy. Like I, I've, I've never really been like, oh, Superman and Batman. I mean, I love Batman, whatever, you know. I don't want Jamie yeah. to get fucking mad at me. But uh, <laughs> I'm saying, I, I don't know. There's just been something about horror. I think if you look at the people who uh, idolize and, and worship horror, like my brothers and I, I think there's just like a, I know this sounds hallmark and kind of corny and cliche or whatever, but there's like an underdog quality about those kind of people. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you never really meet like an uppity kid from the suburbs that had like the best life ever, nuclear family, both parents. And they're like, I really enjoy horror. Like, and they're <laughs> up and they have like fucking pumpkin head in their living room. That never is a thing. And I think it, cause it culturally speaks to people who have been through shit. And I think that, that that's a fair call right there. And you're saying that the one that kicked it all off for you was a nightmare on Elm Street, which many people can relate to. I've got a buddy who thinks he's Freddy Krueger, like with the hand and all that sort of stuff, which is crazy, man. But did you see they are making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie? This is this has I, got me sort of hype. I'm kind of low key fucking excited about that, honestly. I, I heard that Disney like botched the licensing or something and couldn't end up. Uh, or I don't know. They lost the trademark to Winnie the Pooh, but is I would. What it is. I would love to see that. Oh man, me too, man. Like I, I don't know whether Piglet's going to be in there, and it's been a minute since I've watched it, like 25, 30 years or whatever. But yeah, like I don't know where they're going to go with that. But it's an exciting sort of time, and it gets me thinking. A la Zulu. Did I nail that? Then we need a horror from them. From well, you. you know, I think. You know, going back to that, speaking to, you know, having a Winnie the Pooh horror movie, mm. I think the bastardization and like desecration of things that people hold to a high standard or maybe attach nostalgia to, or that's like, like for instance, like Christmas horror movies, they always feel oh, really okay. weird, right? And yeah. They feel really fucked up. It's because we, we put such value on that time. And I think having, you know, like the juxtaposition of horror injecting that shit into Winnie the Pooh or any property, you know, you can make a Rudolph horror movie. You can make a, you know, it could be anything like that. And I think it's going to go over because it's just such a fucking desecration of something that it, it evokes emotion. But, yeah, I, but I, back I, to us. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're good. Doing a horror flick. It's something that Bill, especially and i have talked about at a great fucking length and it's something that we are absolutely a thousand percent going to pull off in the future i can't put an exact date on it but i guarantee you we are going to pull it off oh nice man i've, I've often said it like i'm always saying to twisted's manager george twisted have to do one you guys need to be in it it, it could be all sorts of awesome but you sort of, you know, you represent evil in a fun kind of way, of course. And I think you could pull it off nicely. Yeah, absolutely. There's only one kind of evil, and that's the fun kind. <laughs> fun evil for the win. Well, Lee, man, can you tell us a little bit music-wise? When are we going to see, I don't even want to have a crack at, Mausoleum? Mausoleum. Mausoleum, yes. <laughs> Mausoleum. I like that, though, too. I might just fucking retcon the name to Mausoleum. Yeah, man, if I had a dollar for every time I made a mistake with the pronunciation on this show from... Yeah, we're not very to your linguistics, Ned. It's okay, brother. 
there's a lot of motherfuckers that have been slapping our music for seven years that can't pronounce our shit so i i'm not offended <laughs> oh there you go so when are we gonna see a follow-up to it lee a follow-up to mausoleum is something that I, I guess to go a little bit ad nauseum i've talked about this with a lot of zorgans that have heard me rate and rave before I'm, we're really big on building a universe and lore within our music. We don't want our music just to be, I guess the, the music is like an introductory to the medium that is a la Zoilu. Like we want it to be the introduction to the universe. And the mausoleum is a place, a very dark fucking death filled place that exists in that. So I think it's only natural that one day we're going to circle back to that and take a peek into what's been going on in the mausoleum or maybe who runs the mausoleum now so to speak. Oh. you never know so um the gears are always turning with us and we're ever working trying to expand that fucking universe and uh that that's really the goal so it's almost a certainty that we'll peel back the curtain on the mausoleum one more time at the very least yeah, I was thinking it, man. It sounds even better coming from your mouth when you say it correctly, which is uh, <laughs> making me feel a little bit silly, man. But you guys have got a, a lot in the works. You've got your Gamsel 2 coming up this weekend. There's rumors and speculation about this Venomous 5 album. I'm not sure what's happening there. I don't know if you can let me know any more about that. Yeah, I can talk about Venomous right now. Um oh, Nice. I, I, um, well, everybody, it's always so hush hush. So um, you're probably like, fuck yeah, he's going to talk about venomous. Yeah, I was. I was like, man, I <laughs> it's been forever in the making. And I think once we looked at the project from the outside looking in over time, I think uh, we, we noticed some certain things that we wanted to really drive home uh, themes and uh, certain concepts. And we didn't really initially on our first attempt paint that picture. So we've gone back in to paint more of the picture, paint over top of what we've worked on, so to speak. And we've brought in some people uh, into the project. I'm, I'm being very vague because uh, probably mm. be 100% uh, not vague come next Sunday. But Whoa. yeah, but expect some more news on that. Not just what you hear here, but um well, you know, we brought some people into the equation to uh, freshen it up. And I think that it's just one of those things, man. Like, we can't just be like, yep, here's Venomous 5. Like, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's twisted and AXE together combined and congealed into one group. That's something completely new. So I don't necessarily think in a record that's just AXE and twisted on songs is what people are going to expect when i think when you talk about like a a group like what we're trying to contrive and and, and create and and build is like i think i think it just takes more than just us making a record where we're just making songs because i know people are expecting more than that oh Oh man, you've got me all sorts of sort of curious about that and basically saying that you're going to drop more information at Camp Zool too for the Lucky Zooligans. If I get there swimming or walking or whatever, I, I guess I'll be there for it too. Well, I'll tell you right now, Ned, if you have to take the Zeppelin to get there, then <laughs> Australia, Zeppelin, then I will absolutely make sure that you have a free ticket to get in, sir. <laughs> 
Thank you, man. Uh, that's very, very kind of you. I'm going to extend that to any show we ever do because I know you're out there. So, Yeah, man, that, that is so awesome right there, Lee. Very much appreciated. But you guys don't only represent Magic Ninja Entertainment. You've got your own label, Long Live Evil. Can you tell, tell us more about that, man? You've got the super famous Fun Time guys on there. Absolutely. Uh, SFFTG, the super famous Fun Time guys, the flagship group that we signed that we brought in um i think that they're doing pretty fucking good what do you think yeah i think they're a lot of fun man yeah and i and i really truly believe that they bring something to the table that isn't what we are and i think that that's a massive thing you know i mean everybody looks back at like the labels of the past and and you know who did what and what happened with where and blah 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 and i think that that was always one of if you look at any record label from psychopathic to death row it's you find that it only works when you're signing people you don't want 10 of the same act you got to find variety and variance among your peers and i think that they make it work the fucking absolute best yeah, I think that's very well said there, Lee. And uh, like on the topic of that, I guess, is it, I don't know, it could be a touchy subject, I suppose, but are you planning on sticking with m and or do you think you guys will sort of go your own way at some stage and try grow LLE a little bit more? Like what's sort of the plans in, in that aspect? Hmm. Well, I, if I can put it blunt, I am a fucking George Vlahakis guy. <laughs> He's I, a great I, guy. A huge George Vlahakis guy. He fucking knows that I'm a supermarket for him. And I don't really, no matter what, that's a that's a relationship that we will always maintain. Yeah. And we, it's not like an active plan for us to just be like, yo, we're going to wait till this happens and then do this or this or this. I just feel like, you know, M&E has always been a home for us. Yeah. And, they have the reason i mean one i cannot stress this enough about mne and the beauty of it as a label is that mne has cultivated and helped us with every idea that we've brought to them and has never tried to creatively interject themselves into anything i think that alone in itself our loyalty lies with them until you know for a, for a very long time just so, just because of that alone is so integral in a group like us's process and a group like us's uh, growth and and build. You know, it's very rare to see you know an artist have a sub label that's already signed. Yeah, that, that's that's a, a very good point right there, and it's excellent news for being a big M and E guy myself to hear that you'll be sticking around for a long time. I just sort of wasn't even planning on asking that, but just now yeah, I thought I'd throw it out there, sort of thing, man. But do you yourself have plans to sign anyone else then on LLE Long Live Evil? Absolutely. Um, I think that kind of goes with. There, there's never like a it's got to be organic with us man you can't it's not just like a well it's been a year it's time to sign somebody new just so we can try to get eyes on you know mm. it's got to be somebody that really fits into the algorithm of evil so to speak <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm of evil i like that yeah and um yeah i i just don't think that that um 
there's people that I would love to sign right now, but it's just like, shit, man. I mean, I think the main attribute of wanting to sign somebody when you're in the position as us, you're looking for artists. The main attribute you look for is people that don't even need you. Mm. So it's kind of, it kind of puts a little bit of a, an air of hesitance on it because you're like, yeah, they're already killing shit. Uh, and, and 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 there's certain things that have to be done from a business perspective when you're starting a label that's like you know you have to let them you have to let them uh listen to you for they have to listen to you at least for a certain period of time yeah all righty man that, that's cool right there i'm, I'm sure there's going to be some more information and whatnot like <laughs> are you going to talk some more one <laughs> drops anything like that at cam's little too or I'm sorry. I have to reiterate though that the last question ended like I was like a real asshole, but I was just <laughs> pointing out it's very hard to sign people that are already killing it because you don't want to slow that momentum and you don't want to, like I was just saying, interject yourself into it and and fuck up that vibe for them. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's a weird thing, man. But yes, there absolutely will be future signings to LOE. Ah, oh, cool, man. I just, yeah, putting it out there. It didn't come across like an asshole at all, man. Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you so much for taking time out, Lee. Just got a couple more, but as you said, I'm going to hold you to it. We need another one where we can uh, get you on the video side of things. But sure, I'll I bring know, you with me next time. Oh, yeah. What What are you bumping right now, Lee, music-wise? Oh, well, it's funny. Um, I'm not really listening to a ton of shit because I try not to listen to a ton of music, other people's music when I'm working on a lot of my own. Oh, yeah. Like it kind of influences me not to copy what they do, but it influences me in a way that I'm not trying to go. Like if I'm like kind of like, all right, I, I listen to a lot of uh, hip hop, just like straight up hip hop, like golden era type shit so if i'm in you know super violent killer fucking trying to pin this dark ass scene for your ear holes mode i don't necessarily want to go listen to slum village and jay dilla and like all this happy shit yeah sure and a lot of the stuff i listen to i listen to a lot of uh i listen to a lot of 70s and 80s funk and r&b and i listen to a lot of golden era hip-hop that's like the 90 percent of what i listen to and- oh, there you go. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? When I'm trying to paint violent pictures, I'm not listening to that shit. So I tend to just listen to what I'm working on at the time. But there are a ton of shits, ton of joints that I've been wanting to catch up on. I know that, uh, let's see, Pusha T dropped a new record. I want to I wanna eventually listen to that record. The new Kendrick, I'll peep. Uh, you know, I... I I, I listen to a lot of old shit, man. Like I'm still, I it's still 1999 to me, man. I'm an old head. I fucking, I, I still listen to HOK, Twisted, ICP. Just fucking, I, I'm still listening to the same shit I was listening to when I was 17. Just fucking change a couple artists around. Man, it sounds like we are very much of the same vintage and living in the same world, I would say, right there, Lee. Well, one last one before I go. I just want to know, what what's your, your favorite Netflix show or TV show, I guess? What, what do you, what would you recommend? Man, that depends on what mood I'm in, brother, because I... Okay. I'm a very eclectic person, and as horror-driven as I am, I watch a lot of non-horror shit. <laughs> and right now, Netflix... Um, 
I'm waiting for my kid. Uh, we gotta, we're waiting to watch Stranger Things. We're getting ready to ingest season four of that. That's a big deal in this household. Yes. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, that's a big deal in this household too. I just uh, watched the first episode of that last night. Good. Um, I'm a huge fucking Better Call Saul fan. Oh, I'm, okay, yeah, nice. I love Bob Odenkirk. He's one of my favorite actors. I gotta throw that out there too. But, oh man, there's a lot of shit. I'm the dude that I'm so far behind on a lot of stuff, but I still try to catch up with a lot of things. I would have to say Netflix-wise, it would be the Stranger Things right now. Yeah. I love things. It, 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 it touches on a lot of my favorite kind of uh, things uh, cinematically. Nice, man. And it- again like that's exactly like my kids have started watching stranger things that's i'm possibly going to do that today and very keen to check out obi-wan kenobi as well lee thank you so much for taking time out man very much excited to hear what comes out of camp zool too at some of these seminars that you have i'm sure it'll get back to me in some way because realistically i don't even think if i started now i would make it there unfortunately but like you said there's a whole bunch of big time underground artists playing at camp zool too this weekend and i cannot wait to sort of Check it out from afar, man. And if, if you're watching and you're anywhere near, watching, listening, anywhere near that Ohio area, be sure to get down and catch Ala Zula lose. And you got <laughs> almost, He almost had it. Just get down and catch Axes Camp Zool 2, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. CampZool.com for those tickets. Thank you, Lee. Absolutely. Hey, and Ned, I want to take a real quick time out, man, before I head out. I want to thank you for all the work you do for the underground. I can see that there's a lot of passion and pride put behind it. So thank you for that. And uh, I want to say shout out to all fucking, I only imagine there's probably five of you, but five Australian Zooligans will fucking get wet and multiply into 20, which will multiply into 100, which will multiply into 1,000. So if you're listening to this and you live on the continent of Australia, it's horns to the fucking horizon from the church to the top of the citadel all the way to you out in fucking back country australia wherever you're at so <laughs> there's more than five of us guaranteed and be sure to hit me up i've got a whole bunch of ala zul alu merch i got cds in the works here magic ninja australia.com thanks again lee yeah absolutely brother thank you horns up man This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.